Grenade episode 256. I'm your host, Hector. Mind Grenade is a pop culture-based show that dives into TV, movies, music, comics, and a whole lot more. And this is yet another installment of the 2000 Movies edition of the podcast. This is where I do a solo review of a film that I've wanted to watch for a while now, and I'm finally getting around to it. And uh, one of the requirements I set for myself uh, in picking these films is that they have had to been released after the year 2000, hence 2000 Movies. One thing to know um, that's important about these reviews is that there's no spoiler alert needed. I won't be revealing any major plot points or ruining any twists for you. I'll be speaking in generalities on my feelings about the movie, so no need to worry there. All right, I'm moving along. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. I'd like to also address a couple uh, couple things that make this particular episode atypical of the usual kind of flow here at Mind Grenade. As I just established... But the premise for 2000 Movies is where I review a film that's been out for a while and I'm finally getting around to it. Um, As you can tell with the title of this episode, Wrath of Man is actually still out in theaters as I'm recording this. So I'm just switching things up a little bit there with that. Um, But it's not entirely unheard of for me to do this. Uh, I think I did this with um, a couple other movies in the past. But these are usually movies that have been out for a while. But I just wanted to point that out, that I realize I'm kind of going against (laughs) my own rules. And then the other thing I wanted to address is that usually when we put out episodes of Mind Grenade, one week it's a solo episode, and then the following week is an episode with me and my uh, three co-hosts, and then a the following after that, it goes back to a solo episode. But um, as you can tell, this is two solo episodes in a row. And um, the reason for that is um, we kind of had some unforeseen scheduling conflicts uh, between uh, the four of us. Um, nothing bad. It's just um, uh, they, we just couldn't get together on the same day. We all four of us have busy lives, jobs, personal lives, um, everything else. It's actually pretty amazing that we keep the schedule, the Mind Grenade schedule, the way we do, considering, like I said, how busy the four of us are. Um, Matt's married, has a full-time job. Ian's got a fiancé, a full-time job. Uh, Jason is married, he's got four kids, full-time job. We're all on different schedules, so um, I, I am pretty proud of the four of us being able to get together as often as we do and uh, keep kind of a, a pretty steady schedule going for the podcast. Um, and then, you know, part of the reason I do these solo episodes, I realize <clears throat> that um, they're not probably <laughs> as well received as the episodes when it's the four of us. But um, part of the reason I decided to do these solo episodes in the first place was for situations like this when we all can't get together. And uh, um, I still want to put out an episode that week. I, I want to stay consistent with um, <clears throat> putting out episodes. So um, that's the way it worked out this week. So I just wanted to uh, point that out. And um, um, next week, barring any unforeseen circumstances, it should be a full house here at the uh, Mind Grenade Studios. All right, now that we got that all out of the way, let me uh, kind of let you in on my state of mind currently. It's, uh, let's see, May 13th, 2021, um, the morning that I'm supposed to be posting this episode. Uh, I just kind of 
waited to the last minute here, but um, yeah, I, I'm pretty pretty happy right now. Um, the weather's getting nicer. Um, the restrictions for the uh, quarantine, the pandemic, are starting to loosen up uh, even more. And um, yeah, I, I'm I'm super stoked. I'm stoked for the movie theaters uh, being open. This will be my sixth time at the movie theaters this past weekend to watch Wrath of Man. And um, yeah, I uh, look forward to all my trips this year uh, to the movie theater. Uh, there's Dune later on in the year. There's the James Bond film that I'm fucking just desperate to go watch. Um, so, yeah, uh, just uh, getting happier by the day. And um, one of my little, um, I'll let you in on this, one of my little rituals every year right before the new year is that I make a list of all the films that I want to go watch in the movie theater. And um, obviously things were a little bit different Um in recent times, but, um, I got to put together that list for 2021. Now that, you know, like I said, it's starting to loosen up around here. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'll, um, let you in on my list of movies that I plan on watching, um, at the theater. And, um, you know, inevitably a couple of these films on this list will probably drop off only because, if it's a movie that I'm kind of like lukewarm on, that, uh, for example, um, I'll jump ahead on my list here. Um, Free Guy, the uh, Ryan Reynolds film that uh, we'd seen trailers for last year and then it got postponed and it's coming out. Uh, it looks like it's coming out in August. That's a film that I don't have to see in the theater, but I've li I'd like to. And if it gets close to the release date and the reviews are horrid, then I won't, <laughs> I'll just save it for, for later. I won't make the trip out to the theater and spend the $17 for the IMAX, um, seat and, um, uh, IMAX ticket. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so, um, just from experience, it's, there's always one or two movies where I had, hopes for but at the last minute it just kind of fell apart when it came to the reviews and i have to emphasize that uh i don't let reviews of films influence my feelings on the movie it's only just when like i said when i'm already on the fence about a movie and it'll help me decide whether or not i want to get all gussied up and spend 17 dollars at the imax versus staying at home and and waiting for it to show up on HBO Max or Netflix or whatever. So um, just want to uh, point that out. So uh, let's see. Let's get into my list here uh, so far. The, the very first one was Wrath of Man on my list here. And um, that is followed up by A Quiet Place 2, which I did see a trailer for when I went to see Wrath of Man. That's due out next week, I think. Let's see, uh, May 28th. That was actually one of the films me and the guys were trying to predict the Rotten Tomato score for right before the pandemic hit, the quarantine hit, and closed down everything. So um, that one I definitely want to go check out. I think I did, I think I did two thousand movies for the first movie, for A Quiet Place, the original one, and then uh, um, really enjoyed that, and uh, was then uh, stoked to 
to learn that they were making a sequel. Um, it looks pretty intense, that trailer. It's a great trailer. It's one of the better trailers I've watched um, of, of recent. Um, then uh, Black Widow is uh, going to be dropping July 9th. Uh, so the MCU is back. Uh, kind of a long time coming for uh, Scarlett Johansson to get her own uh, MCU film. And um, <laughs> I wonder, you know, it would be interesting if they make a franchise out of that. Like, just keep going with the flashback. Spoiler alert, she didn't make it out of uh, Avengers Endgame. Um, so these will have to all be flashbacks if they make her uh, prequels, if they make any more uh Black Widow movies after this one. Um, Suicide Squad. It's another trailer I, wa- I I saw in front of Wrath of Man. Oh, excuse me, The Suicide Squad. And that's uh, James Gunn's um, iteration of The Suicide Squad. And it looks insane. That's due out August 6th. Um, I wonder, uh, will I understand The Suicide Squad if I've never watched the original Suicide Squad? Um, I doubt I'll ever watch that that first Suicide Squad movie, but uh, this this one looks like a lot of fun. And then, like I said before, Free Guy uh, is also on this list, and that's due out August 13th. Then, um, you know who looks very interesting in that film? And the Free and Free Guy is, ah, uh, oh, fuck, the actress that's in Killing Eve. I forget her name, but she looks really cool in that film. Um, let's see, another MCU movie is dropping September 3rd, and that's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I think that's the full title. Uh, interested for that. I mean, Marvel has uh, a lot of credit with uh, with us here on Mind Grenade. So keeping my fingers crossed that that one's good. It's usually how I approach any movie. I hope I hope it's good. I hope I like it. And uh, the same with this this film. Um, oh, another Marvel movie, but not an MCU movie. Venom, Let There Be Carnage. There was just a trailer that dropped the other day, a day or two ago. And uh, they showed, they revealed, who's the actor? Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson's portrayal of Carnage. Um, I'm hoping that this next uh, movie, actually, uh, I was reminded recently by Jason, uh, my co-host, that Andy Serkis, uh, the actor who portrayed Gollum in the Lord of the Rings movies, is directing this uh, sequel to Venom, which is exciting because uh, he's uh, he's so well known for the motion capture performance stuff, which will you know, and with Venom, there's a lot of CGI motion capture stuff going on there. But also, um, I like the first Venom movie, but it was a little wonky in areas. It wasn't. It definitely had room for improvement. So I'm hoping that since they brought in a kind of name director, that uh, it's going to be an improvement on the uh, on the original. So, um, yeah, uh, that should be fun there. Uh, let's see. So the next film on my list is Dune, which is being released, uh, what does it say, October 1st. So, yeah, I'm hoping that turns out to be good because uh, the trailer... It's pretty amazing. The trailer has the trailer has a song. It's got a cover of a Pink Floyd song. I think the song might be Eclipse, the last song on the album Dark Side of the Moon. I think that's what the cover that plays over the Dune trailer. But uh, yeah, that that just looks epic. 
And uh, yeah, I just hope it, uh, it, I mean, Deli, uh, <laughs> how do you say the director's name? Uh, Denny Villeneuve um, is one of the uh, more exciting directors um, to have kind of emerged in the last 10, 20 years. So um, him helming this movie is, uh, is an uh, exciting prospect. So um, yeah, definitely that I'll be watching on IMAX. Um, follow that up by No Time to Die, the James Bond film, the final installment in Daniel Craig's, uh, Casino Royale saga. Uh, that's dropping October 8th. Uh, I'll definitely be there. That one's probably the one I'm most excited out of all these movies on this list. No Time to Die is my most anticipated, uh, film. Um, it would be awesome to hear, um, any of you listening to, to to see what film this year is the most your most anticipated? If you know, I mean, I've got I've always got the uh, uh, the email address there in the show notes, so um, I would love to hear what uh, other movies people are the most excited about. That one's mine, the James Bond film. Um, let's see, follow that up by an Edgar Wright movie. We get an Edgar Wright movie uh, follow up to Baby Driver. This is a uh, Last Night in Soho. I know almost nothing about what this movie is like plot wise, uh, tone, none of that stuff. But just like with Marvel, um, Edgar Wright has built up quite a lot of credit with myself and with Matt and my other co-hosts. So excited for that. That one's coming out October 22nd, last night in Soho directed by Edgar Wright. Um, uh, more Marvel Eternals, um, November 5th. Eternals has a big giant ensemble cast. Angelina Jolie, Camille Nagiani, a bunch of other uh, actors in there. Um, I think Kit Harington from Game of Thrones is going to be in there too. So uh, yeah, that should be uh, something to, to check out there. Um, looks even more epic than uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy um, type of, uh, you know, um, cosmic space-faring kind of Marvel uh uh, stories. So, uh, the Eternals, um, looks like it's op- kind of broadening that part of the Marvel universe. All right. And then, uh, this is a film I'm sure Jason is, uh, probably his most anticipated for this. I could be wrong, but I know Jason is a huge Ghostbusters fan and the, uh, Ghostbusters revival Ghostbusters afterlife is, uh, being released November 11th. Um, I hope that's good. I want to go check that out. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Jose, uh, is, uh, December 17th, yet another Marvel movie, um, that one has a lot of crazy, uh, stuff going on with the casting, there's a lot of actors from the previous Spider-Man iteration showing up for this one, there's, well, we already saw J. Jonah Jameson in the, uh, last Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. They're also bringing back uh, Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2, the Tobey Maguire film. Um, they're also bringing back uh, Electro from the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man sequel. So it's kind of getting crazy with the Spider-Man movies. But uh, after watching uh, Into the Spider-Verse, uh, yeah, you got to you gotta uh, amp things up there with the Spider-Man stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, the end of the year um, is going to bring us a Matrix sequel. 
<laughs> That's pretty wild. Uh, Matrix 4. Um, Keanu Reeves is back, and so is... Um, oh, boy, what's the actress's name? She's she's pretty awesome. Um, Trinity. Carrie Ann Moss, that's it. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss are back for that one. I'm hoping that... Uh, hoping they don't fall on their ass with this next sequel because um, they were pretty innovative with the first trilogy. So um, they had set the bar pretty high. So uh, they uh, are going to be expected to do the same thing. So um, hopefully that turns out to be uh, a success. And then to finish out the year on my list here of movies that I want to watch for 2021 is The King's Men. Or let's see, let's see if I can pronounce that a little bit better. The King's Man, which is a sequel or a prequel to The Kingsman, the uh, Mark Miller um, comic book adaptation that starred Taron Egerton and Colin Firth, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, this is a prequel, and I don't think any of those main actors are going to be in this one. I think it's a whole new set of actors. And uh, I think um, Ray Fiennes is in it. Uh, I have to look into that one more. But I, I like the first two films, the first Kingsman and the second one. So um, hopefully this one's uh, this one's good as well. I, I am a big fan of Ray Fiennes. So Ray Fiennes is going to be, uh, he plays M in the James Bond, Daniel Craig movies. So um, be getting plenty of Ray Fiennes this year. So I think that that's my wrap-up. Uh, like I said at the beginning, uh, some of these will fall off. I Let's see if I can make any predictions. Kingsman is possibly. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I want that one to be good, but it being a prequel and not starring any of the other actors, that one could be a bomb. Ghostbusters Afterlife, that one's kind of iffy. I want that to be good, and the trailer looks uh, promising, but that one could be a, another false start for that franchise. Matrix 4, also, I'm getting kind of like a little nervous for that. <laughs> I want that, I, I you know, I obviously want that to kick ass. I love Matrix, I love action movies of that style. Um, so uh, those are all kind of iffy. Um, the iffy ones for the MCU movies, because um, objectively, every MCU film has been a success. Even the bad, even the ones that we don't care for, still were critically successful and commercially successful. But at some point, they're going to have to have an outright bomb, just a movie that just falls flat on its ass out of uh, out of the MCU movies. Um, Black Widow. I don't. I, I find that highly unlikely for that film to just completely fall on its face. Um, Shang Chi. There's not enough there, but I mean, I can't. I can't see people not being excited for a kung fu, just a full-on kung fu flick from the MCU, even though that character's uh, not that well known. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't well known at all, even even for a comic book fan like myself. You know, that grew up on Marvel. Uh, I knew very, very, very little about Guardians of the Galaxy, and then, you know, movie drops, and then it's a household name. Um, let's see what other MCU, and then the Eternals, like, like just like Guardians of the Galaxy, it's a, it's a gamble. Like, I know, I know less going into the Eternals than I did 
about going into Guardians before that movie dropped. I think that made sense. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, eventually a Marvel movie will just be a bomb, and um, hopefully it doesn't set off a chain of reaction and just uh, the rest of the Marvel movies just kind of like have a hard time recovering from having one bomb. But, I mean, it's already pretty impressive. They've, they've made 22 hit movies back-to-back. Um, eventually, yeah, you're just going to um, uh, just uh, fumble at some point. But um, I, I'm not going to hate on them because, like I said, I've been impressed uh, up until this point. So, all right, let me um, get past that and let's get into the review of Wrath of Man, the Guy Ritchie film starring Jason Statham. Uh, let's see... Uh, Let's see, Jason Statham is joined by Josh Hartnett, Scott Eastwood, Jeffrey Donovan, and then I didn't want to forget. Oh, yeah, and then fucking Andy Garcia's in this film. <laughs> so weird because he's good in it, but he's only in it for like a total of like four minutes, possibly like five minutes or something like that. Um, but I didn't want to forget his name because he's, he's kind of not been in a lot. I think the last thing I memorable role I saw him in was in the Oceans movies. But uh, yeah, this this movie is chock full of actors, character actors. Um, Eddie Marson's in it. Who else is in it? Um, yeah, man, it's it's a, it's a pretty big ensemble. But make no mistake, the star of this movie is Jason Statham, <laughs> and boy, is he badass. Uh, this movie. Uh, well, let me get the description out of the way. Uh, it's a revenge slash heist film. So it's equal parts revenge, equal parts heist film. They don't skimp on one or the other. I've watched heist movies that aren't half the heist movie this is. And the same with the revenge stuff here. The revenge film. The revenge part of it is very straightforward. Um, somebody uh, um, murders Jason Statham's only son. And then boom, that sets off. Jason Statham to on his quest for revenge and um boy this is a super masculine movie like I think I grew more chest hair <laughs> while I was sitting there watching this movie from uh, how masculine it was um very very interesting Guy Ritchie film because it's not um it's it's very Guy Ritchie minus a lot of that humor they would have like in Snatch or kind of that tongue-in-cheek kind of British knock-around humor. Um, none of that's here. Maybe a tiny little bit of it it's here. Like there might be like one joke in this movie. But this is a very serious movie, but in a good way. Um, just straightforward. Jason's character, just like Jason Statham's um, uh reaction to what happens to him is just straightforward he just it just seems like he sees a straight line and he just goes right for it and um um he's fantastic jason Statham is um a, as much of a international star as he is i don't think he gets a, a, a enough credit um i know he's um kind of been typecast as just this tough guy which he he's really good at but if you think back to um, the, uh, Snatch when he was Turkish in that movie, he's not very tough at all. He's kind of bumbling in that film. 
And um, so, uh, so the guy's got range. Uh, I think what was the uh, Spy? I think the movie with Miss Melissa McCarthy that uh, was more of a comedy, or is this a straight up comedy? I shouldn't say more of a comedy. It's just a straight up comedy. And um, I heard he was pretty decent in that. So the guy, the guy uh, has more range than I think people give him credit for. So hopefully, moving forward, he gets more um, varying types of roles. But also, please keep giving us roles like this. <laughs> Because he's just so good at it. It's just kind of like Bruce Willis. Like, of course we're going to want to keep putting Bruce Willis in action movies because he's fucking great at it. But also kind of give him something, you know, kind of outside his comfort zone um, to, you know, just show us that they, that, uh, that they can do uh, a lot more. Um, let's see. So um, this film, like I said, it's pretty straightforward. But like my previous uh 2000 movies review Dunkirk there's a framing device and it's a uh, the uh the time that like they they jump around in time like chronologically so there's a narrative kind of you see the character present day but then it flashes back and then it flashes back again and then it comes full circle and um done really deftly I think on Guy Ritchie's part because that can seem kind of um, cliche and formulaic to do the, well, now five weeks ago and or whatever, you know, like it, it could seem like a, a cheap trick to do that or a cheap kind of uh, maneuver to do that in movies. But I think it worked perfectly for this film. And then the, the one thing that just I, I was just reminded, this is a, an adaptation of a book, I think, or a French movie or so. This is an adaptation. What was it? The. Title Crash, no, the title Cash Truck comes to mind. And that um, actually also reminds me now that the uh, heist aspect of the film has to do with armored trucks, which is a, a great setting for a film like this because um, there's like the uh, the danger factor or the tension that can be kind of ramped up when it comes at, for both sides, for uh, the, uh, the people... Uh, working for the armored truck companies and the um, the people hijacking the trucks and then placing yourself like uh, Jason Statham's character placing themselves in the middle of all that like it uh, I don't know it's kind of a change of pace from the let's rob a casino or you know rob a bank like the armored truck thing is a uh, it was a was a pretty cool idea to to set a revenge story against it's uh not something we see a lot of when it comes to heist movies, so I thought that was a, a interesting um, take. Um, I think let's see. I, I I brought up the tone. It's very serious all the way through, which I liked. Um, the ensemble. The ensemble is great. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, Josh Hartnett's in it. He uh, plays a little bit against type. Um, let's see Scott Eastwood. You know Scott Eastwood. It's funny. I mean, the guy, you know, will always be in the shadow of his dad, which is, you know, no fault of his own. Um, but I'm, I'm glad he's getting uh, an opportunity to kind of prove himself. Uh, I, I'll have to admit there's a couple points in this film where I'm like, oh, he would be a great Wolverine. <laughs> but I'm sure uh, I'm not the first one to, to consider that. But um 
Yeah, and he's the right age too for the casting. If uh, and there is an opening, uh, Marvel is, you know, before too long, we'll be announcing uh, what they're going to be doing with the X Men franchise. So um, I doubt it'll be Scott Eastwood, but I mean, um, like I said, I can't be the first to have uh, considered this. You know, when it comes to fan fan casting. All right. So having said all of that. My feelings ultimately on Wrath of Man is that I'm really glad I went to go see it. Do not regret it at all. Uh, I think I'm going to give it a grade of a B, just down the middle B. Um, I don't know, there's a trend going on with the films that I've watched in the theaters recently where it seems like they pretty much deliver on what was being promised. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong was that way. Um... Or the other movies that I watched. Um, Nobody uh, was that way. It pretty much delivered what the trailer had promised. Uh, What else did I watch? Um, Yeah, there's been movies uh, recently uh, post-pandemic that... And maybe it's because they had more time to work on the films. But yeah, these movies have been exactly what I was promised. (laughs) Um, And... uh, yeah, and, and no difference with, and it's no different with uh, Wrath of Man. So who who would I recommend this film to? Out of my co-host, I would recommend it to Matt and to Jason. Not sure, maybe Ian would care for this, but um, I I know Matt and Jason would enjoy this film or find it interesting at the very least. Oh, and then you know, uh, going back to the ensemble, um, and you probably saw him in the trailer. And I got to give him credit. Is uh, Post Malone makes an appearance in this movie. He plays uh, uh, one of the robbers, one of the armored truck robbers, and uh, he's actually pretty good for you know not being an actor. Um, he was convincing to me, um, you know, and I was skeptical once I uh, <laughs> saw him, um, but no, um, yeah, he uh, delivered. So uh, I was uh, smart on uh, Guy Ritchie to uh, include him in the cast there. So, yeah, I would uh, highly recommend checking this out um, if you uh, have a chance to go check it out in the theater. But if not, um, definitely once it uh, comes to uh, home video or streaming or whatnot, um, definitely check it out for uh, any of you um, action film fans out there. Um, You know, and then also, you know, just... Uh, got to give more credit to Guy Ritchie because I've been a fan of his for quite a long time. Lock, stock, and two, so, uh, lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Snatch, the uh, Sherlock Holmes films with the Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. Um, one of his films that it's uh, I find highly overrated is overrated. No, I take that back. Highly underrated is uh, Rock and Rolla. Uh, Rock and Rolla um, has a great cast. It's got Gerard Butler, Idris Elba, um, um, Tom Hardy. Uh, oh man, I'm leaving out a lot of great uh, actors, character actors, and and uh, and uh, just great British actors in that film. And um, Toby Kebble, I think, is also in that film. Um, yeah, man, uh, definitely. If you have not watched. If you like Guy Ritchie movies and you've not rock, watched Rock and Rolla, go check that one out. It's uh, it's uh, it's more more uh, 
in line with some of his older movies, just that kind of, like I said earlier, British kind of knock around type tough guy movie. And, uh, oh, Jeremy Piven's in that movie. Ludacris is in that movie. That movie Rock and Roll is chock full with act with uh, cool actors. Um, I remember really enjoying that one when it came out back in the day. So, uh, all right. Uh, let's see. So that was uh, Wrath of Man. And it's uh, currently in theaters. And you should check it out. So let me um, kind of wrap things up here. Let me tease the next couple episodes. Uh, for 2000 movies, the next film I'm going to do is... Uh, I'm going to stay with the British theme here, the last couple movies I've done. Uh, I'm going to do uh, The Darkest Hour, starring Gary Oldman, is the next uh, 2000 movies that I'm reviewing. Um, that's currently on HBO Max, so I'm going to take advantage of having an HBO Max account uh, for the moment. And uh, I'm going to check out The Darkest Hour. Gary Oldman's one of my all-time favorite um, actors, like in the top two, if not. Um, <laughs> I think uh, Patrick Stewart kind of knocked Gary Oldman down uh, to the second place there, but Gary Oldman um, is a fine thespian actor, and I'm always excited to watch movies that he stars in, and I think he won some awards for The Darkest Hour, and uh, I'm a big fan of all things British, including Winston Churchill, so that'll be in an interesting watch, and uh, so for that's for 2000 movies, which will be two episodes from now. Uh, but for this coming week, for next week, uh, it should be the uh, entire gang. Jason, Matt, and Ian should be here. And um, I think uh, I had mentioned this on a previous episode. The next time we get together will be kind of a freestyle kind of episode. Very, very little production on my part. I, I just kind of want to have fun with the next episode when uh, the four of us get together. So uh, just, um, yeah, uh, something to look forward to. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, like I said, if uh, if you'd like to send in an email and let us know which movies you're most excited for this year, um, it might be a movie that's not even on my list. But uh, I'd like to I'd like to hear from you and um, give some shout outs on the on the podcast while I'm at it. Um, so let's see. Till then, let's see. The uh, website is mindgrenadestudios.com. And uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or anywhere podcasts are found. So again, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. This has been Hector saying so long, and we'll talk to you soon.